0: What's up, spell singers? My name is Gary and John Wells. I'm Drew Flynn. And I'm Corey Janet Bacon. And this and is Untap, Upkeep, drink. drink. Beer up. Welcome back, guys. This is a mini-sode. We had some extra content from the last episode, so we're going to probably release this within, you know, a little ahead of schedule before Fridays. Yeah, This is just just like the end of the discussion where we went long and just romanticized over some (laughs) delicious alcoholic beverage.
1: Yeah, it turns out when I try and cram in extra stuff into (laughs) an episode that I know is probably already going to go long, it's a bad idea and that's kind of bad writing. But then I remember, it's not bad writing because I didn't write anything for this episode. write
2: it. Yeah. Uh, Turns out when you get a bunch of dudes in a room and talk about all the things that we love, we just like to talk and talk and talk. (laughs)
0: But let's get into it. I've got my surprise. We did this beautiful seamless seamless transition with editing. (laughs) Here we go. So we have officially poured the Goose Island? Yeah. Goose Island, Bourbon County brand stout. From 2015. 2015.
1: Yeah, it is the the oldest one that I could possibly get my hands on because somebody else was holding onto it for that long and uh, decided to share it, Bob.
0: Was kind enough to share it with us. Now, this is, we've mentioned him on the show many times. Uh all of their employees are great, but this is Marceller's Vintage Wines and Brews. They're on Park Avenue in Idaho Falls, Idaho. That's our hometown.
1: Yeah. If you're ever in Southeast Idaho, look them up. It's worth the visit. Like I assure you, they're, I mean, so on the back of their card, they've got, they've got Idle Falls' best selection of wines and microbrews available by the glass, bottle or case. And I, I think that we could broaden that out to just Southern Idaho, Southeast Idaho, Northern Utah, all of Utah, <laughs> like, if you go from, like, let's say Moab up, they probably have the best selection that you can possibly get.
2: Yeah, Idaho Falls has gotten a lot better beer-wise in the last few years, but Marcellus is still just the, the, the anchor. Yeah, Plus, they, they just
0: have, like, a cool vibe. Like, it's yeah. a good place to go hang out and drink. Yeah, you literally
1: there. go and you're like, man, that beer looks good, and they're like, Would you like that in a glass? And you're like, oh, yes,
2: please. Yeah, all of them are super chill. They know what they're talking about. They're always doing events and wine tastings. Yeah, I think every Thursday night they
1: have their wine tasting, something like that. Yeah.
2: Which I haven't been in because I'm not a big wine
1: fan, but every single time I'm like, man, if I'm ever here on a Thursday, I should do that.
2: Yeah, and just because they're in the know, they're always changing things out and being like, hey, if you like this, you should try this and then this. They're also just beer and wine fans, so if you like beer and you're going in for that, like you can just
1: talk to them and they'll talk your ear off and they'll like give you all of the information that they possibly up yeah, have you
0: tried this one it's, This one's really good it's because not a sales X, y, pitch it's not oh we just got this new modal in would you like it's dude i tried this last friday and it was fucking good <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. it is <laughs> hey
1: we just got this in but it's also like we just got this in and i tried it and this is why i liked it yeah but if you don't like those you know like notes try out this one instead it's like oh man yeah it's or, a really cool spot for sure yeah, they're great so i've been <laughs> hoarding this just to keep it so that Corey doesn't have a smell or taste of it yet. The pour was black as sin. Yeah, when they talk about like 50 plus motor oil. So I think this is a 15.2%. Oh, oh my god. Two. Oh, it's burble, bourbon barrel aged. So it's got some. Oh, this one's only 13.7. It's not the strongest of the lot, but it has been sitting uh, for about four years now. Uh, so I believe with the Bourbon County brand Stout, they age it for six months and, and then they and have their it distribution. In the wild. Yeah. And so they have their release in November of the year. And so, even though it says it's 2015, it was like close to
0: 2016. So, does it the September 15th? Yeah. Does
2: and the alcohol develop more as it ages, or does it decrease as it ages? I can't remember since it's
1: how it sealed, like that. Because I, I would assume it, it wouldn't go down constant, because there shouldn't be any yeast surviving in it to actually make that. But
2: uh, there should be some like evaporation and uh, concentration of it, so yeah. it, it would be more. Productive. Yeah, I know that's mostly a problem with like barrel aging stuff, yeah. because just inherently they're not sealed as well. Yeah. Alright. So I'm gonna dive in and I'm gonna immediately pass it to Gary
1: because he's had their he's he's experienced before and then Corey, get that like first novel impression of just the most wonderful beer. I think I'm being skewed. <laughs> Absolutely. So Gary, I don't want you to really describe it. I want Cory to do all of the description on this one, but you'll have that that taste and you'll understand.
0: Okay, this is the prequel guess. It's not an Imperial stout, but because it's aged in bourbon barrels, it's going to have a heavy fucking alcohol content. And you're going to taste it and smell it. But I'm just... I'm looking for sweet. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know if I'm going to find it. All right. No, just... just, just Impressions. Okay, boys.
2: <laughs> so, no. took a big whiff, and I've described a couple dark beers on here before, but it smells just like soy sauce. Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: it's real weird... You only understand if you know what I'm saying. Once but that's you exactly hear the word soy sauce like. and
0: smell it, that's what. Yeah. But soy sauce
2: and this alcohol. Good goddamn! <laughs> it kind of. Okay, okay. This is easily one of the best beers I've ever had. Yeah, it's absolutely holy moly, incredible! It's just the malty richness. You can't escape it. It's thick. And it, it lingers. Fuck. Like, it's just... What was the word we used earlier? Viscous. The, from the last episode. It's weird to say, but you can taste all the aged, just on the back of your tongue. Yeah. Just like, kind of that, I don't know, it's kind of like a smokiness, but it's just sitting there. Yeah. It just... It's so good. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> but it's heavy. Yeah, the 2018, the, the word that I
1: described it with that I felt was like very, like, akin to was, like, alcoholic pumpernickel yes because it does have yeah, that, that kind of like yeast that yeasty heavy texture with that uh that just that those rich earthy yeah, tones just the grainy just dark sugars that yeah. come through but then you also just have that malty taste that is both sugary and roasty and then you have the bourbon taste which has these like oaky almost vanilla y yeah, kind of a, like
2: it's when you talk about complex flavors this one. It, when it takes 10 words to describe how it tastes, yeah. that's how you know it's good beer. Yeah, when you, when you keep on like listing off words and you know that you still haven't quite described it all. And that's just the flavor, not just the consistency and the color and yeah. all of these different aspects of beer.
1: Yeah, we've had the color description of motor oil as you know, a description of beer. And yeah. I think that this kind of yeah. matches that. And it's weird because I think the first time we did uh, the 2018, I guess the only time we've done the 2018, uh, it developed a lot more of a head when we poured it. Yeah, And this one was very, very low like that. Yeah, it Like I it took
0: it didn't have everything I had just to try and like give it head. And I was just like, I don't want to spill any of it. So I'm being careful. You said give it head. <laughs> hey. um, so <clears throat> to me, I counted it out to 10 seconds. That's how long this evolves in your mouth, because it starts out with a bit of alcohol burn and almost like a carbonation kind of feeling immediately within like a quarter of a second, you get. Hella sweet to me. This is exactly what I wanted. It's sweet, malt, it's almost like molasses, kind of thick. I think that's a good way to do it. It's like the closest a beer gets to a milkshake, you know what I mean? Like it's just so sweet, and then it moves from there to like the wood and the age and sort of that bourbon kind of burn. And then if you swallow and just taste your tongue for about 10 seconds, it moves. Straight so I was gonna say, grain ten and seconds malt.
1: is like while well, it's in your mouth. If you hold it for ten seconds, you get that. But as soon as you swallow, I get like the multi texture comes, the multi taste rather comes back. And then there's like a half second, and then there's like this cut where it's almost metallic. Mm-hmm. It's like a zing. Yeah, and then that kind of like lingers there and like fades back into like some chocolatey Yeah,
2: stuff. and then I've had it sitting for a moment now, and it's it's I'm just getting rich chocolate like Kay. bitter. Yeah, coca.
1: And then no, it kind of like
0: that's with nothing it. in your mouth. It's just yeah. what yeah.
1: lingers. And then it kind of like fades into almost like a coffee esque bitterness that lingers for a while. And then I get that it's like when you take a, a shot, like you have, you know, a really strong alcohol and you have that, like the alcohol vapor basically sitting on your yeah. tongue. It has like that kind of right towards the end, but you still have everything else.
0: Oh, Complexity love. level 10 and a half out of 10. Very, very good. Um... I think because it is so strong it's hard to put it as top beer of the year though it is extremely good I think this is tied for number one with With your 2018 (laughs) with the 2018
2: yeah like (laughs) literally like (laughs) all the best beers I've had this year are the same beer but (laughs) different
1: (laughs) different (laughs) year like this is one of those beers and I always say when, when we're talking about like bombers and stuff like that you buy a bomber to share right yeah that's that's kind of why you have that bombers are for sharing this is exactly one of those things and like, the the next beer that I have on my list as far as, like, best beers of this year was the one that we had at Friendsgiving for uh, Drew's Brews. The Mama's Milk Imperial Milk Stout from uh, Vernal Brewing in Vernal, Utah. Vernal, yeah. And so, I think that that might actually just be one of the contenders for best beer in Utah for me at this point in time. St- at this point in time, because it was just so incredible. And it's weird because all of the flavors from that one were so basic in nature but everything was just done so damn well that like it was just an incredible flavor journey throughout the entire experience and that's kind of what this one is as well that we're sipping on now Yeah, is that you do want to sit back and enjoy this for an extended period of time but at the same time you also want to share it with anyone who's passionate about beer because it is just like you know you're going to pass it to them and they're going to sip on it and they're going to smile and it's just like (laughs) Damn. Like, if people just hate dark beer, they're not going to like this. Oh, yeah. But this like, is
2: as dark as you get. <laughs> but
1: anyone who enjoys beer and like the understands the flavors and complexities that you can get out of a beer, they like have
0: that
2: and they're like, holy shit, that is... Yeah, this is a beer for beer people. Yeah.
0: God damn it. It's just chocolate and coffee and yeah. syrup malt. It's so sweet <laughs> and good. Uh, if I had to name my top beer of the year, it's probably the Samuel Smith Devil Chocolate Stout. The Organic Chocolate? I loved it that beer. It was very similar to this in that it was dark and malty but obviously didn't have nearly the alcohol content and the sort of extreme flavors that you would get from a beer like this but it was still just so complex and sweet and I'm a sweet beer type of guy but I wanted to have an honorable mention that is uh, like my favorite basic beer of the year which was Pineapple Cart and I've had a whole bunch of people just shit on me for it because there's actually quite a few people that just don't like it uh, it is kind of bland. It's basic. It's a wheat beer, but it's just fruity and delicious. And it's probably my go-to. Like if I'm going to buy twelve beers, it's probably going to be pineapple carts. Like I just love the shit out of it.
2: I think pineapple beers are just hard to nail. Yeah. yeah. Because it just
0: tastes like it's a unique flavor pineapple to try is and- either
2: really good fresh or really bad. Not yeah. fresh any yeah. other time. So my favorite beer this year was the. I still haven't been able to find it. I've only had it once. Oh, no but it's from a local brewery here in Utahs uh, from 50 or it's from Shades Brewing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not 50 Shades. And they have a bunch of different sours, uh, but my favorite one that I had was their Tom Kha sour. Dude, my roommate was talking about that. It's He's got some of the insane. Their beers. He's got like a, a collection. He's
1: like, "Man, I don't I swear I had one of the Tom
2: Kha's, but can't, yeah, find, I can't it. find it." Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, Shades Shades has been Shades they do really good. What sour. kind
0: of sour? It's just a Tom Kha as have in you ever had Thai Tom, tom Ka? Yeah, so no.
2: Tomka, it's a it's a Thai coconut soup. Oh. And it's super, super spicy with all the chili flakes, but it balances out with the sweetness of the coconut. And so they nailed it. If you just take all of those, that flavor profile, it's basically coconut milk, a lot of Thai chilies, and a ton of lime, and then a bunch of veggies and stuff that you can throw in. But those three components... In the soup, and they just took that and incorporated it into a beer. I don't know how they made it work, but it was yeah, apparently spicy like exactly and sweet what Tom and acidic, taste, while acidic. also th- being just a good beer. Incredible! Wow! Incredible! And yeah. then my runner-up—it's another local beer that I've also only ever had once. I don't know if I'll ever get it again because it was un-unnamed. The it was the I got both of these beers at Slackwater, which is a pizza place up in Ogden, and the this Honorable Muncheon, its a two-row beer. But it was the only label was it's limited release sour number two and that's that's all it was but oh God, it was okay. so damn good. It was just everything you you want is sour. it's just super just astringent and just that bile taste but also tons of fruity flavors and just easy crisp to sip
0: on and sour number two. I'll, all right I'll probably never find it again. Half of what makes it such a good uh, you know, the golden unicorn exactly. standard.
2: And then uh, shout out to Landshark,
0: <laughs> my favorite beer of all time. I really, really, you guys, I really wanted the Montucky cold snack to be good. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I want to stick around name. Montucky cold snacks all day, <laughs> but I just can't.
2: It's it's just sort of one of those middle of the ground, just like generic
0: loggers. It's a course, <laughs> it, basically. Yeah.
2: Montana Coors
0: uh, worst beers of the show. I know we all were not a fan of Actually, Park City before we. Uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: before we jump into that, there was one. It was the other co- beer that Corey missed on the same episode that we did the 2018 twenty eighteen one. Damn. Uh, epic what the Brewing fuck, guys, <laughs> Oak and Orchard series, the Cabernet. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the was it the peach or the raspberry?
1: It was the the Cab Sav. It was the the aged one. Oh yeah, and it was so good. We had two aged beers on the show. It was kind of like the the theme there of just. Uh, old Commander and you know, aged yeah, it was up.
0: the aged sour with cherry, blackberry, and black currant. That's the one, it was the dark purple one. Yeah, and that one was fucking, good. it was <laughs> incredible. Like, yeah, you're not wrong, yeah. That,
1: that episode was just like, oh, it was so fucking good. Just because, like, it didn't matter which beer you were on,
0: and you were you were just
1: going to be having a fucking good time. And
0: it you- was one of those episodes where we just kept looking at each other with a smile and yeah, just going, like, we did good, yeah. Like, because I remember just
1: like, because that was the first time you know, tasted the. Uh, Goose Island, Bourbon County, Brown Stout at all. And it was just like, right. man, that seems like good. I was like, man, that's an expensive beer. But like, it's literally like the, the jumping off point for me for like buying more expensive beers. Just cause I know Slippery that. Slippery slope. Yeah. They can, they can be worth it. Like uh, I, I talked to my father and just like talking about some of, you know, the beers that we've had and the expense. And he's just like, I don't see how a beer should ever be worth more than like a dollar. And I'm just like, well, I mean, if you're buying shit yeah, beer, they, you know, as soon as you have that experience and like, as soon as I tasted the stout, like, you could hear it in my voice on the episode. I was smiling, and I, like, I literally was just so gleeful that I couldn't stop smiling for, like, the next, like, ten minutes. And you could hear it because I was just, like, so excited and ecstatic to have this beer and just, like, sipping on it the entire time. And then we tried Gargan's and I was like, damn, that's also really fucking good, even though this is clearly better. But <laughs> it's also really fucking good. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think beer just as... It's weird to say that beer drinking is a hobby because, obviously... It's something people do for a lot of different reasons, but for us, it's a hobby and something that we enjoy. And just the fact that people make these kinds of beers and beers of these calibers, I think just goes to show you how much beer making has come even just in this century. Yeah. Even just in the past 20 years. Yeah. Just, I think beer appreciation has gone up in so many different ways and I mean, just the fact that we're doing this just goes to show you that we appreciate beers and all of you guys probably appreciate beers. I know a lot of you are just here for the magic, but I know a lot of you are just here for the beers, too.
0: We've got two worlds colliding on this podcast here. (laughs) Two of our favorite worlds. (laughs) I was going to
1: say, it's not really like two worlds that are different from us because they're both kind of a social avenue
2: for us. Yeah, they go hand in hand for us, but maybe for other people.
1: Yeah, it's like we get together with friends, play magic, crack a few cold ones, and just like, yo, have you tried this? And it's like that—that that line has just. Have you tried this? Is yep. one of the things that is so. Everybody looks. What? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like so important to, a, to our friend group and our play group, just because it is that social experience of just sharing and enjoying, you know, the same same things—not necessarily the same flavors, but just the, the same ideas and the same uh, like novel experiences of trying new things. Yeah. Together.
2: Yeah, and just like how we deep dive into all these beers and look at the backstories and all these flavor profiles, people do the exact same thing with magic cards. Like, people look at deck lists and just read cards all day and be like, this goes well with this deck. Or like, did you look at all the spoilers for the new set and just already making decks? And then other people just, they stick to their cores and they just stay top level and they just like, I saw this new set, I'm just going to buy a couple packs and they just stay out of it right. as much as possible yeah. and so i think just being able to deep dive like this with all of you guys i think it's just great that we have just this opportunity yeah i think that now is a good time to jump into
1: the worst beers after cory just <laughs> after has a like poetic speech let's go to the rock bottom <laughs> uh, i think hands down the worst beer this year the score's infamous.
2: No, not course. <laughs> I, no, I would. Yeah, I would, no, I agree. Coors Light was better than Coors Light yeah. is okay. Coors Light is yeah, it's, it's not it's bad. It's, it's not okay. It's not Natty Light, which is worse. It's not Milwaukee's Ice Best,
1: also, which is awful. Bad Ice House, <laughs> same same category there. But the worst craft beer we've had this year was such a disappointment and such a like assault on the taste buds. It just like I don't know, man. It's like I felt like I was being punished.
0: Trying it was new insane. Things. It was like ten day old popcorn mm, that somebody <laughs> threw their like laundry into. That was the Park City Park City Brewery American
2: Ale, the APA. Yeah, American Pale Ale. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I've had
1: other stuff from Park City. It's not like they're a bad brewery.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It must have. I hope. I hope <laughs> that, that we just, just like, got a bad one. skunked one. Yeah, that would be great. Really, not was, great that we drank it, but great that maybe they didn't fuck it up that hard.
1: Uh, to to that effect, though, I will say Corey was like the hero of that. That episode, because I was having, because so, like it really did taste like butter, and butter is like one of the things that I will avoid at all costs. And Corey's just like, I'll, I'll take one for the team here. Took See, that beer I love butter, myself.
2: and it did not taste like yeah.
1: butter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like butter and sweat socks. It was like, it, it, I got more of the sweat socks. Yeah, I was like, yeah. all butter, a little bit of sweat, but, but yeah. it, it just like every single time that I went back to taste it, which I did several times, and I don't know why I decided <laughs> to punish myself like that. Because every single time, I'm like, cause there's no way it was still that
2: bad. Yeah, it's the, it, the and, hope yeah. that it. It was just a weird
1: taste. But, like, I've never been so close to vomiting when it comes to (laughs) tasting a beer as I have to
2: that. And I've tasted some just, like, absolutely shit beer, but it's like, yeah, that's shit beer. Not this is... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anything that bad that I've been like, okay, yeah, you can't mess this up. It's an APA. We're good. To me,
0: (laughs) the barley wine that we had... The one that Sean had on that episode? The one that Sean had, yeah, on our uh, Brewer's Week. the wine... That one was a close second to me because really? I am just oh, not I mean, a wine guy. And yeah, those, I guess I've, wine's grown on me. What so. are they esters? They're not. What are yeah tannins? The tannins, the, the wine characteristic. But I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, Sean, for taking it. <laughs> and I felt really bad because yeah, see, like the Sean's the guest the, and he's the sour he's guy. He's he the Fucking yeah. worst beer. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> see, I,
1: just, I thought that was that beer was totally fine. Like I loved the. Uh, the Strawberry Basil Sour Nova because one, it was his Almanac and we were like, yo, these guys know how almanac to fucking see sours. And so that's the reason why I got that one. But also just, you know, basil is like one of my favorite any edible thing ever. <laughs> my favorite leaves Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> I was trying to describe it. Like, it's like it's just one of my favorite herb. edibles. Like anything that I can eat, <laughs> this, is, this is up there. But yeah, I was just like, because that one was fantastic and Sean wasn't a fan of that one. But the fact that we had one of the 10 barrels, like I think the 10 barrel deserves a shout out from us, just because we.
0: They've been getting a lot of play too. Yeah. yeah. Like, is dope. Mm-hmm. They hold up. They, I mean, they really do, even for some We're going to bring Sean decide. back and get, get him a We, need, get him we him do a need a redemption episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for him. Maybe <laughs> one where
2: he doesn't get right off of a 12 hour shift. And yeah, that was a bad sale. uh What about you, Corey? You got any other I mean, bad beers? Good beers? I haven't had a, had a lot of bad <laughs> had a, had a, had, I haven't had a lot of bad beers. I've had some okay ones that I didn't write down the names or anything because I. It just wasn't worth it. Yeah, and just like, like, okay, this, it was, it's a beer. It was kind of like the, when we first ate the sour, I'm like, okay, that's not what I expected. It's not bad, but it's not good. So I'm just like, this is an okay beer. And then I just move on. Yeah, yeah. As far as like bad beers go, the, there's like a couple that we've had on the show,
1: Uh like you talked about it earlier, but the white Russian, Oh like, yeah, it goes yeah. from like, it's weird, right? Cause one of my favorite breweries, I guess, maybe not favorite brewery, but they have one of my favorite beers. But yeah, they're doing my top five. It's always going to be there. Like the Milk Stout Nitro, America's Strout. It's, uh, it's just delicious. But having that and then having the White Russian, which is... You you know exactly what it is just by reading the label. And I think that that's both the good thing and the bad thing about it. Because the first time in case, you're like, holy shit, they nailed it. And then you keep drinking it and you keep drinking it. And that's all it is. And it's like, I don't have... You know, a sixteen-ounce White Russian for a reason.
2: Yeah, I think it's almost the complete antithesis of this beer, where we talked about the flavor complexity for about ten minutes, and we could still talk about. Yeah, it. and it's yeah, it's still going. But the White Russian beer is just like, yep, that's that's the taste, and it never changed. Like, go well, to them for get like different trying something, and I mean, they like, nailed they, what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, it is exactly what you expect. And like, and I think drinking
0: like, it wicked, wicked cold and, like, and kind of fast. Like I'm not advocating chugging a white rush the white Russian, but like drinking it quicker than we drink it. You know, if you drink it within like a 10 or 15 minute window, it's probably way better than drinking it over an hour and a half. I think something that you have your friends are like, "Yo, this
1: is crazy. Let's try it." And like you split it up, and like that that's how you do it. But
0: yeah, it's the part of the problem too is that it's an extreme flavor, being that it was extremely sweet. And anytime you have something that's very extreme. You have to worry about the longevity of that to a person's palate because it's very, very strong, extremely sour. There, I mean, unless you're absolutely a diehard fan of sours, it can wear on you. You don't want to have four of them. Uh, extremely bitter, extremely alcohol. I mean, just extreme alcohol. You don't. There's a reason people sip scotch. You know what I mean? They don't just chug. Well, also you'd get fucked up real real quick. But I mean You'd just be burning money at that point. Yeah. Like there's there's a reason that extreme flavors are come in smaller doses. And so if you're gonna make something that sweet, you just have to know know that the shelf life of it on a person's palate is gonna be lower than a middle of the ground yeah. beverage, I guess. So hopefully you guys are not insulted by our picks. These are our personal opinions, these are like I mean, it just we're just walking through life picking things we like and don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, the barley wine, like I said, is my taste. There are people that are going to love that beer because they love wine. Uh, actually there's one more like uh-oh, shout out that I have to make on this for episode. good or a bad. Because it's a shout out
1: for for good, for sure.
0: I put Cores in my lower thirds. <laughs> Probably
1: bottom 3. Okay, sorry, just because you said that it reminded me. <laughs> I have I have a like a sub shout out here. PBR, hell we cucumber, and lime.
2: Okay, 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 yep.
1: Tell me that was not highlight. good. Yep, that was a highlight. That was good. Like that was surprising. It was, and it like I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? It's a spicy meatball. <laughs> but it was it was actually pretty fucking good. But the other shout-out that I have to make is for the IPAs we've had throughout the year, because the hazies have been exceptional. The juicies have been exceptional. The sours Sam- are
0: pretty good. The hazy juicies. <laughs> are just
1: like next level. And it's funny because a lot of them are just like sublisted as Imperial IPAs. And you're just like, ooh, I got to stay away from that. Those but like, they're two very, very different terms. <laughs> yeah, just the idea behind it, right? But they are Imperial IPAs because of the strength and because of the way that they're made. Yeah. But they have those just genuinely incredible flavors. Like, you look at the, whatever it was, the Mountain Volume 4, whatever it was from Jackson, like that one was really fucking good. The San Diego Ripper. The San Diego paleo. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck, San Diego paleo?
2: Turns out, delicious. Yeah, and then there was like the the Seaquake. Yeah, Seaquake was was interesting. Got from California, but that's more of a, a Gosa, But it's just kind of the uh, the
1: the things that we aren't expecting to be as enjoyable as they are. Right? We ha- we have this kind of misconceived perception of what a IPA is going to be. You know, it's got like super bitter, harsh, uh, like piney taste. But a lot of them this year that we, I mean, and maybe it's because we're looking for those things specifically that have really been exceptional. We had an IPA, it was like 100 IBUs, but like honestly pretty damn good. The doobie that we had for Drew's Brews, like Gary and I just sat there, sipped on it, we saved a little bit for Corey when he came in. I'm like, hell yeah. That was not a assault on your palate compared to some of the other IPAs we've had that are only like 60
0: IBUs. I think really that's the problem is that the first experience, especially for me with IPAs, were from my brother, who's a double and triple IPA kind of guy. Like him and my cousin Pete would just sit around with six or 12 double IPAs, not fruity, not not uh, juicy, hazy, nothing like just just hop leaf matter. Like, dude, you should try this. And I'm like, oh, my oh, yeah. God. It's it hard to drink with both of them sometimes. Yeah. So I just hear
1: IPA and I go, no, thank you. I'm yeah. out. Those are the ones that's like, it'll fuck your tongue and then have a cigarette afterwards. Yeah.
0: And so I think <laughs> that's a weird explanation, but I agree. Uh, I think with the way that we pick beers, we found ones that were specifically trying to accentuate like the, the tartness or the fruity or kind of those tropical flavors. And in those ways, they can be extremely refreshing. Yeah. Like the delicious. bat
1: scratch we had recently. Yeah. Like that one surprised me because I was just like, I, I had this idea of what it was going to be. And it, was, it wasn't that. Like we held on to that for a while because we we're just like, eh, none of us really want to like dive into it. And then as soon as we did, it was like, holy shit. Like as soon as I poured that and I was like, smelled it. I mean, it was like, I'll, I'll have this one for the show. And then, since I tasted it, I was just like, yo, you guys are going to love it.
0: Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we want to tell you do not drink and drive. Do not drink underage. We are not responsible for your dumbass behavior. <laughs> but we want you
1: to be responsible for your dumbass behavior.
0: Yeah. So think about it before you uh, start doing stupid shit. Think about shit. it before you drink about it. Ooh. <laughs> and if uh, our story from earlier is any indication, thinking just a little bit ahead can save you a whole lot of pain and embarrassment, so don't. Yeah, think up.
1: about what's going on around you, not just what you're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah, hit us exactly. up with
2: all your favorite beers, your favorite tribes, and your best garyan moments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a whole discord server just for fucking that right there uh but thank you guys so much seriously we love uh our whole audience we're really picking up steam this year we're about to wrap up the year here in a couple weeks and we just couldn't be more stoked it's been so fun as we like to say on this magic the gathering podcast have fun but not too much